Mark. John? Join me, and together we can rule the potosphere. I'll never join you. I have your logger. Let's get after it! Welcome to Driftless Drinks. My name is John. And my name is Mark. And today we are going deep into the dark side. The dark side of loggers. Yeah. Now, so, the style is a little misleading because dark loggers, they look dark, they look black. And if you've had porters and stouts and you went, wow, that's pretty heavy stuff, man. Well, this looks like that tastes a whole lot different. So... What you'll really get is a nice light brown color to a very dark color. For those of you who are into the standard research method, that's between 14 and 25 SRM. That was a total geek out there. Uh, <laughs> and American, I'm still with you. Yeah, American styles tend to be a little bit darker. So there's there's really two general flavors. You've got the American dark lager and you got the European dark lager. And the Americans actually tend to be darker than the Europeans. The European uh, dark lagers tend to be slightly more to the red kind of color, but still very, very dark. And really, they should have, they should be clear, no chill haze to them. So that's something that, you know, if you're judging beer, you kind of look for. And so when you hold it up, you should actually not necessarily be able to see through it, but you should be able to tell that it's clear and not kind of cloudy, right? So the European dark lagers are going to be have like a low to medium chocolate roast kind of malt flavor to them. And then the American is going to be a primarily malt kind of beer. That's the main flavor you're going to get out of it. And it's also going to have a little bit, it can have a little bit of a, a caramel flavor to it. So you'll get kind of those, that caramel back end to it. Um, and it's going to have a really low hop content to it. So there's not going to be like a lot of bitterness to it. So... Today, with all the dark lagers we have to choose from, what are we trying today, Mark? John, today we have Indeed Brewing Company's Loretta's Dark Lager. I will go around the can. First off, the can is a uh, it's a uh, it's like red, black, and it's like kind of a cream color on it, or like a uh, what would they call it? Like a sepia tone, something like that. And yeah, it looks like an old. Uh, like an old diner or an old bar or something with like uh, fish stuff on the wall and like a dead <laughs> rat or a dead beaver up by an old school antenna TV on top of this shelf, liquor shelf. <laughs> anyway, the artwork's really cool. There's a buck on the wall too on the other side, I just noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, the artwork's really cool and that's kind of one of the things that I guess Indeed is known for as a company is some of the artwork on their cans. As I roll the can around, it says Loretta's Dark Lager. Uh, and we'll start in the middle, I guess, because you can't really top, bottom, or side to side this. It's 5.6 alcohol by volume, percent alcohol by volume. 12 fluid ounces, 24 IBUs in referencing your low hop contents. And it mm-hmm. says notes of toasty, which, okay, notes of toasty. <laughs> wasn't that, that was a band in the 70s, wasn't it? Notes of toasty? Yeah. They, were, they had yeah. like that I, whole... I actually thought they were like a late 90s shoegaze band, but. Oh, it could have been that. I thought I thought they had that whole back back brass section and then that one oboe oh, really? player. That's what I Oh, uh, you're right. You're right. That, mm. That's that's exactly it. And I think they had a guy playing a jug part time too, but he got drunk and 
fell off the wagon. Um, oh, yeah. So notes of toasty, malty, and smiley face good. Uh, continuing <laughs> around the can here, we got these standard government warning refrigerate for freshness, which these have been refrigerated. We purchased these refrigerated, and um, they stayed that way. Yes, kept them so, kept them cold the whole time. Yeah, that's pretty much the can. What do you think? I say we open them. Let's open them. All right. Three. Oh, I'm not ready. I gotta get prime. Gotta get the. Oh, gotta get the. the Two and a half. Gu- guitar calluses under. Okay, I'm ready. Two. One. Go. Oh. Oh crap! I think I got. I think I got beer on my computer. Oh no. Uh, nothing smoking. All right. I should pour into the glass. Ooh, it's very caramely. I mean, the yeah. stream—the stream coming out of the can—is. There's quite a, uh, quite a head on this too. Yeah, it is. Fairly fluffy. Ooh. Should we take a look at it? Yeah. See what we got in the light, John. It's, okay, you're right. It is. So this is kind of reddish on my end. It's translucent. I can see. I can make out fingers on the other side, but I can't really see them clearly. Yep. Yeah, and the head's actually has a little bit of a. It's tan so it's got a little bit of red yep. to the to the head on it yeah it's definitely an off-white you know this looks like a dark cream ale Ooh, yeah that, good that's call the, that's the vibe i'm getting out of this how does it smell i don't know poke a nose in try not to get it wet yep mm-hmm. yeah the malt really stands out yeah that was the first thing i got the, Hint <laughs> of the sweetness a little bit of carameliness the carbonation is from coming off that head's kind of getting in my way here. <laughs> Mine's starting to settle in a little bit, so I can actually. Yeah, I'm giving it a swirly here. Yeah. That means almost something else. Smells, but... It almost smells like a Bach. Yeah. Okay, I get that. Yeah, so now that the head's gone down a little bit, I, that little bit of caramel, that little caramel in the back, it, back's coming forward. Not bad at all. Um,. But not very dynamic. There's not a lot to it. It's no it's malt. It's you know a little caramel, and that's that's yeah. all she wrote. It's kind of a one-trick pony, but I like that trick. So yeah. All right, shall we take a thermometer reading? Yes. All right. For science, here we go. Going in, do the swirly swirly, and I'm sitting at. The lower 49 degrees Fahrenheit. Yep, I'm at 52. We're closer than usual, John. Yep. It didn't have a serving temp on the bottle, so. Oh, I mean, on the, you mean on the can? Yeah. Oh, uh, on the can, yeah. That's right. Yeah, no, that's a can. Yeah, and I don't know that I've ever seen that on Undeed. In matter of fact, I don't see it on a lot of beer because I think it's a little subjective. I think you're right. Because so. we've sort of proven that false before, too. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, where it's like, serve ice cold. And it's like, well, if you actually drink it at about 50 degrees, it's much better. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially dark beers. They, they, they tend to get much nicer that way. So, All right. Are we All pausing right. a moment for the gram? Yep, we'll take a moment. And uh, we'll, we'll take a picture for the gram. Uh, and we'll be right back. Tell your mammy we're taking one for the grammy.
Well, we have taken a picture for the gram. And quick reminder, if you want to follow us, you can check us out on Facebook or on Instagram, where we are very active. Sending out pictures, and we usually do that about a week or so before the podcast drops. So you can go to the store, grab a similar style. See what I did with alliteration there? Oh, yeah, I did. That's pretty good. Yeah, And then uh, and you can drink right along with us. Yes, please do. We'd, lo- we'd so love now, to see you there. Yeah, absolutely. Show up, ask us some questions. Tell us to try some beers, some of your favorites. Drop us a line, whatever. We'll hang out. We'll talk. Maybe we'll have a beer someday. But for now, we have this beer. And we have opened it, poured it, inspected visually, stuffed a nose in. What's left, John? What should we do with it now? I believe, now that we know the temperature, we need to try it. Mmm. Down the hatch we go. All right. Here we go. Huh. Hmm. We're awfully quiet. Hmm. And let, let's explain the silence that just happened there. I think we're probably having the same experience. And the, the experience is there's a there, the malt is there, the caramel is there, but they're both very subdued with this very minor hint of aluminum. I wasn't getting that. I was just wondering where the rest of this beer was. Because really? you're right about those first couple of notes. It's like oh, a little bit of malt, a little bit of caramel, mm-hmm. and not a whole lot else. Yeah, to me, it's dropping off, and there's just that little bit of metallic tang. And I'll tell you, and we know why, and it's our fault. It's not the beer's fault. Because when we bought this, we were right at the cusp. Well, no, actually, we were, we were a good month afterwards when this beer was supposed to be enjoyed. It does say on the bottom of the can to uh, enjoy by, well, now a month and a half ago. So yeah, we have beer We have beer that is just a no. little bit out of date. Enjoy by two and a half months ago, John. I redid the math, and I came up with oh, a different you're right. calculation. You're right, it is. I forgot what day it was. Oh, crap. And I shouldn't forget what day it is. Yeah, we had to move yeah. the decimal. Yeah, you're right. So, so, yeah, and this is one of those things we've been caught on before on on a rare occasion. And yeah. it's something that I, I am working on getting better at as a human is reading, <laughs> reading the be- either the Best Buy or the Candon. That's what I like. If you're a brewer and you're making beer and you're not putting the Candon date, on your cans, please do so. I appreciate it. And many beer oh, drinkers please. do. And many more beer drinkers will appreciate what they don't yet know. Because what happens is we we made a mistake here by not uh, making mm-hmm. sure that this was dated properly enough for us to be able to uh, have enough time to try this one before it expired. So right. I think you may be onto something with this, John, where the beer just kind of shows up and then it goes away. And after you mentioned the aluminum, I'm still not tasting it, but I'm starting to get a little bit of the smell on the nose now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, there's, there's a, a little there's just, bit of a can smell going on here. Yeah, the nose the nose brings it, you know, and, and that always happens because you have the uh, the effect of um, retronasal olfaction. Retronasal olfaction. That once you've had, <laughs> that once you've had the beer, you... 
you actually get more of a smell out of it because you're getting it from both directions. So I'm not going to fault uh, Indeed for the flavor that I'm getting. I'm going to concentrate on the notes that I'm getting because I actually had this a few months ago on tap at a Milwaukee burger company. Uh, the one in Lacrosse actually had it, and it was delightful on tap. Not a nice. bad note. Not a bad note to it, uh, and it tasted very much like this. And what's interesting is that be- this is a, a good, solid example of an American dark lager, in the fact that it is way middle of the road, very drinkable, low key, looks dark, but at the same time is not heavy at all. Always. As we had just mentioned, check your dates. It is important, and it does matter. Yeah. And, you know, it's not all our fault. I'm not going to take 100% blame on this one. All right. I'm going to take most of it, but not 100%. <laughs> and, I mean, this, it was it was my idea to pick this up. And, it, and I'm the one who pulled it off the shelf. I'm the one who didn't look at the date. Uh, but if you go to the website right now, if you go to Indeed's website, on the front page... Right. Well, not the front page, the, fr- the front of their beer section. You go down to the bottom, and what you'll see is the release date. You know, And you found, the, you found this, Mark. On that release date, it says all year long, but you're not going to find that beer listed anywhere on the page or any subsequent page. Right. So, so for some reason, this is an all-round release. Should be one of their core styles and somehow isn't showing up anywhere. In any case, we still did drop the ball on buying old beer. L- but little bit. I, I'd... You know, I think we take 90% of the blame for that, but I also mm-hmm. give tw- 10% of the blame to the distribution. Because yes. this, we, and this is a reason why in our area we see this a lot. You see old beer on shelves much more than you ever should. Um, so, same thing with food and stuff. Check your dates, it's not always fresh. Yeah. But You're not going to get. I, I still blame me. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, this this one's in mind. So I'll tell you what, Mark, let's sure. see how this thing sits for a little bit um, and uh, take a quick break, and we'll come back and we'll talk about the the types, some of the other types of, well, actually all the types of, of dark loggers that I've been able to find, and a quick primo on the history while we let this thing kind of warm up in the glass. Boom, done. All right, we're back here on Driftless Drinks. John, I think you yes. did a little digging on the dark lager style. What uh, what'd you learn? Well, so there's a lot of different stuff. There's a lot of different types of dark lagers out there. So you've got an American Amber is technically a dark lager. Uh, a good example. A good example of that is Sam Adams. Uh, the Sam Adams lager is really a, just a dark American lager. So now you can kind of get the caramely sweetness out of that. So you got American Amber, you got Dunkles, Dunkel just being a German word for dark, and mm-hmm. and those are really caramely, those are delicious. Marzens, which are Oktoberfest beers, same same thing. So that's yeah. what they consider a dark lager too, huh? That's considered a dark. Yep, it's Even a dark lager as like well. Orange. Okay. Yes. Yep. Well, it's yeah, and you know you get the same color profile of a Marzen as you do for an American Amber, really. Sure. Sure. So, Yep. So there. Yeah, so those just, are, I, I, I'm finding it fascinating. But oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue. No, no, no. I mean, so so they're they're considered dark loggers as well. Then you've got the German Schwarzbier, 
which is black mm -hmm. beer, which is absolutely delightful. If you ever want to like hang out with the guys who think that the stouts and porters are putting hair on their chest, but you really don't want hair on your chest, then Schwartz beer is a good way to go. They're they're really delicious. They've got a nice roasty flavor to most of them. Haven't met one I didn't really like. So th those are a good one. Then there's Vienna style lager. That one threw me because I always think of Vienna style lagers as being lighter, but they're considered a dark lager for some reason. Hmm. My guess is mostly because of how they're made. I think what they're made with is uh, really kind of a, a lighter uh, version of a dark malt <laughs> because a lot of these beers are made with not a roasted malt, but just a dark malt. So you get the Vienna lager, Vienna style lagers, and then there's a Czech dark lager. Mm. Um, they're a pretty standard style for a European beer. I don't see them around here quite as much. I've seen a few of them. And if you ever want to try some some really European style beers and you don't want to go into the to the German styles just yet, the Czech styles are kind of fun to play with. There's a, there's a number of really good ones out there, uh, especially in the Pilsners. They make a really good Pilsner in yeah. Czechoslovakia. So they invented it. I don't know. Maybe they did. Hang around for our Pilsner episode, and <laughs> the, yeah, we, yeah, and then we'll, yeah, stay tuned for that. Make sure you're, make sure you subscribe yeah. to the podcast, and you'll catch all the styles. We've covered right. a few. We're covering a bunch more. That's stay what we us. like to call a tease. Exactly. Tell your friends. Tell the bar owners. Hey, we're here for you. That's right. The reason the history has to be really short is that it is all encompassing. Dark lagers were the de facto beer for, I don't know, 3,000 years. So <laughs> Back then, I mean, they, they just called it beer. They just called it beer, uh, <laughs> or a word that meant beer. So, And the reason that they know this is because it, um, there was actually evidence that they dug up in a Celtic tomb uh, near Kulmbach, Bavaria, uh, which is a very well-known beer region. Um, yeah, known for their ice beers. Yes, they they make some really good stuff. So they they went into a, they were excavating a Celtic tomb and they found a vessel that they knew contained beer. And when they did the they did the analysis of it, it was a dark lager that they'd and been by making. analysis. John means they they did they hammered it down. Yeah, no, I'm just they, kidding. They probably did. <laughs> it's three thousand years old. Who's going to drink three thousand year old beer besides me? This kid, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I'm in. Oh. I miss Midas Touch. Dog, dogfish head. I've, I'm lamenting now. That was such I a know. good beer. Yeah, uh, it was. Till it got yes. bigified. Yep. By Boston Brewing. Anyway, that's another story for another <laughs> they, time. They got big. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Here we they go. Got, Just picking on the biggest independent. They, they, they got bigger. Independent in quotes, air quotes, uh, brewery in America. So we know that dark lagers went back you know, 3,000 years. And one of the, the other reasons that we know that is that pale malts didn't come around um, until centuries later. Uh, so all wheat, you know, all wheat and barley, they, they were all dark. So you weren't going to get any kind of, any kind of light beer out of those because those, that variety, those varieties of grains just weren't grown yet. They weren't cultivated. So you can actually find um, Schwartz beer, for example, the earliest known, the earliest written Schwartz beer was around th was about 1390. Um, is the first evidence we have of somebody writing down about um, the the black beer. 
what's interesting there is that that's just when it was first written down. We know that it's older than that, and we don't know how old. Um, Dunkles came came about a little bit later, but they were they were made by monks, and they were they were made of you know this big celebration kind of kind of sustaining beer, uh, which interestingly enough, they didn't drink most of the time. They drank beer. Those those monks who were making those the same ones who would later make quads and duples and that kind of thing. What weren't drinking the dark, rich beers, um, you know, the, the box and the doppel box and the dunkles. They weren't doing that every day because they wouldn't get anything done. So that what they were doing was they were drinking they were drinking what's called Patter's beer or father's beer. And that was brewed from the leavings of the 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 dunkles and the doppel box. So uh, that's hmm. an interesting style to dive into. I had one recently that was made by Turtle Stack in Lacrosse. Really, really amazing beer. Really awesome. Yeah, I, I like and, Turtle Stack. They're underrated. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I'm, but Patter's beer is hard to find, so I got to start brewing my own. Wait, I when did they have it? Got to make it. They had that. Uh, actually, I think it was about three months ago. They had it. Mm, all right, so they don't. So er, early 2022. So, and you know, they might bring it around. The two classic styles of beer are ales and lagers. And really it has to do um, both, you know, there's this idea that lagers ferment from the bottom up and ales ferment from the top down. Technically they both ferment from the middle out. And it's just that the lagers tend to drift down as they ferment, whereas ales tend to drift up. And it has a lot to do with not just the constituents that go into it, but also the yeast you're using. And there's a Venn diagram that is not quite a circle, but it's pretty close when you really get down to the technical aspects of it. So in this case, loggers are usually, they're just, they had no idea how to really control yeast. So the yeast is gonna act like a logger all the time. And that's why we get, why why these dark beers for throughout history have generally been loggers. So the history of dark loggers is that they've always been there. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> we, we, can, we can go back and cut all that out and save everybody all the time I just wasted. Say, they've always been there. They're good. Go try them. So, huh. Huh. fascinating. Let's take another temp reading and see where we're sitting on this thing. Okay. Get out the old ink bird. And I got the thermo works. Roll on it. Ro- oh, hey. Warmed considerably. Considerably. Yeah, I'm up to sixty. Where are you at? I'm at fifty-six. So I've been keeping keeping yeah. up with you. All right. Let's see how that changed. Come on, no aluminum. No aluminum. <laughs> Going in. No Emmy. Stop. No aluminum. Oh. Maybe a touch in the back there's, end. Yeah, there's a little bit of something on the back. Yep. It's just the age. And that's that's the thing about yep. this. It's just the age. And so, once again. Yeah. Not our fault this time. Before it was our fault. Now it's not. <laughs> now it's not. Yep. We took we took the blame. We don't have to take the blame anymore. That's right. Sure, sure it's the same glass of the same beer from the same can, but we're not taking blame anymore. Nope. Took that bullet once. Yep. Not gonna take it again. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's really it is a one no pony, but you know or wait, one trick pony. It'd be a one maybe like a one note pan flute or a kazoo. But it's okay, because the note it does 
definitely serves its purpose mm-hmm. in time and place. So that yeah, being no. said, I think I think you had actually hit it on the head earlier when you're talking about if you got a bunch of uh, stout drinking dudes that want to uh, cut to the core of your manliness because you like pilsners. And you want to drink along with them and not be made fun of for the evening? Go grab yourself a dark lager because it's very enjoyable. It's really n- not that more, like less manageable than a than a pilsner or a Kolsch or something. We could do a whole show on Marzins alone, really. Oh sure, yeah. Um, there there are so many out there. If you go to the Driftless Drinks YouTube channel, and we do have a YouTube channel, you'll actually see where we went through a whole bunch of offerings in one year. To see how they kind of stacked up to one another and how close they were to actually one year. John drank them all in one day. Don't let him fool you. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) But it it, it really all of these styles you you can dive deep into. The uh, the dunkles are just amazing. Um, I think actually the box they actually put off on their own. There's so many different boxes that they actually consider that a separate style from dark loggers. The dunkles they put here which I find interesting. I think it has to do more with how they're made than anything. So, but if you can, if you get a chance to try Loretta's, check the can, <laughs> make sure right. it's, make sure it's fresh, but know that you're in for an enjoyable time as you would be with kind of any of those, any beers of this style. Cool. So that was Loretta's Dark Lager from Indeed Brewing Company. Uh, Mark, final thoughts? Yeah, it for me, it's a total one-trick pony, as I had said twice already on this podcast. I will say it a third time, just so it resonates with everyone. Uh, but the, the note it does is really good. I mean, I think aside from it uh, being on our fault that we grabbed a little bit of an old one, I think a fresh one would present itself where you have that nice multi characteristic with a little bit of caramel and a really nice clean finish. You know, it's going to be a solid, I don't want to think about this on a Sunday morning kind of sipper. Yeah, I said Sunday morning, whatever. (laughs) And actually, I totally agree. Uh, Sunday morning, Saturday morning, Monday, 1030, (laughs) whatever. So... (laughs) Depends on what you do for a living. So for me, it I I agree. It, it it's kind of a single dimensional thing, but that that dimension is a beautiful blend of the the malts and the malt and the caramel flavor to it. So I think it's really smooth. Like you said, the finish is just is just clean as a whistle. The uh, the nice thing about this is the heft of it allows you to do you know to kind of pair it with something light. So you could go. Yeah. Like I, I'm thinking, just a plate of nachos, not one of those, you know, big nachos where they put you know half a pound of meat on it, but you know, just kind of the cheese and some, maybe some jalapenos on it. And this is just going to blend really nicely. Something a little spicy. This is going to be really good for that. I, I don't know that I would go with a dessert with this because I think that the caramel in the is going to fight you um, with whatever either a caramely dessert. Yeah, the two caramels are going to fight, or some, if you have something that's brighter, the caramel's not going to go with it. So, and it, I'm it's really not th- thick enough to keep up with something like that would be real rich either. Right. 
You know, right. and now that you say that, I was actually thinking something like biscuity or like 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 cookie. Yeah. Or even crackery would be really good with this. Basket of fries. There you, you go. Bingo. Yeah. yeah you, you got that you got that saltiness there, the caramel carameliness on this is gonna go good. Matter of fact, I got two more of these things sitting around. I'm gonna have those with French fries. That sounds good. That's gonna work really well. And <laughs> And the uh, salt's going to help take away a little bit of that aluminum flavor that I'm getting out of this. <laughs> Which, along with that aluminum flavor vanishing, is going to be my guilt vanishing from right. from buying So I'd like to formally apologize to uh, Indeed Brewing for the first beer of theirs on this podcast. And we get an old one. We got to go, I don't know, it's kind of, it's kind of uh, metallic. Like, like no duds. It it's tastes funny. We should probably yeah. check the dates now that we've opened it. Okay. Oh, it ain't Scotty wow. Karate. Driftless Drink Studio Recording, courtesy of HPJ Studios in Tomo, Wisconsin. Be sure to subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. And like us on Facebook and Instagram, where we feature each episode's brews a week or so ahead of time. Visit us at driftlessdrinks.com where you can comment on each episode and drink along with us on the Driftless Drinks YouTube channel. So that's it for the Dark Lager episode of Driftless Drinks. My name is John. And my name is Mark. Keep a cold one handy for us. Yes, please and thank you. kind of sad it's like tab tab's gone for all the generations now it's a bummer i never got to try tab you never got to try tab no oh i did God. i'm just saying some younger generations oh yeah get that, yeah trying tab. but there's yeah. still rc cola so go yeah go royal crown buddy and make sure you check the date on that <laughs> please maintain eye contact with your bags at all times do not accept gifts from strangers. Remember, the TSA is your friend. Breathe deep when touched in inappropriate places. Remember, we are professionals. So that's it for... Uh, no. I'm hearing, I'm hearing, I'm hearing laughs from the other room. All right, I got it. No, no, I got, I got you here. I got, I got you. All right, I got you. John's gonna do a C. Alice commercial. He just grabbed a guitar.